0: Please stand by for another episode of Wired Shut. Craig's recording, you son of a bitch. Welcome to Wired Shut. I'm your host, Jesse. He's your host, Logan huh yeah he's doing a bit he thinks 96 episodes and he can do bits and it's still cute well he's right son <laughs> of a bitch
1: <laughs> i'm always cute you motherfucker oh <laughs> uh, shit
0: uh yeah we are creeping up on Multiple episode
1: women have said that about me lots of times and then stopped saying that about me
0: within yeah, a very short yeah, space of <laughs> yeah. time
1: yeah it wears thin is what I'm saying. It wears thin. This whole shtick? No,
0: get out of here. No.
1: <laughs> Not possible. Yeah. Fun fact. Lady just thanks, Reddit. Lady Dimitrescu's ass has more polygons in it than the entirety of Resident <laughs> Evil One.
0: You could remake the entirety of that game on her ass cheeks. It's that's it's just pretty woe. It's a woe moment right there. Just um, random
1: Jill's face to her ass. Look, we're barreling
0: towards a very Hot topic episode 100 is looming upon us as a wide well, shot. Um, it's something that most podcasts manage to achieve within the first year. <laughs> We've taken a solid half a decade to get here.
1: I'm sorry, we don't work in entertainment. We need to stop comparing ourselves to people that work in entertainment.
0: Thank you. I needed that. Um, yeah. we don't do this for the for <laughs> we the we do not even do this. Yeah, <laughs> we don't even do this, son of we, a
1: bitch. We have a marketing team that sometimes helps
0: yeah well yeah it's like <laughs> it's like 100 times 0 is still 0 so like <laughs> if you've got yeah. nothing to work with what do you market i
1: mean we have a um, listenership we just don't know who they are cuz they don't talk to us that
0: one time we streamed a twitch stream and played games we got an audience I have to assume some of those people are looking actively for us every day, but we never do anything yeah, new. Yeah,
1: I, I did a live storytelling show, and that spiked our numbers seriously. So maybe we actually retained like some two of those or list. three people from that. Yeah,
0: yeah, listener, if you're out there and you've seen Logan we, we, There's live. that dude
1: that lives in Japan, right, that listens to our show because we remind him of New Zealand.
0: Yeah, Dan from Japan. I remember that because his Japan. name was Dan. Um, was,
1: was he just like somebody that was looking to get us to... Like nope, nope. He wasn't a content creator that was trying to nope, just platform nope. off us.
0: No, and that's why I genuinely like <laughs> Dan from Japan. <laughs> For this is at Dan no, He seemed genuine. At at Dan underscore M G U, he follows us. Uh no, he's just genuinely a guy who lives in Osaka. Uh is a, is an expat and oh that's cool. Well um, if we if we ever make it to us. Japan,
1: we will have a drink with Dan from Japan, God willing.
0: Yeah. The, um, in in honor of Dan from Japan, I am now blessing this um kia ora, Dan from Japan. Tinokota Katoa. Um kia ora. Oh. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah jisi toko ingoa. Kia ora.
1: Um What's your manga?
0: Uh, taranaki Tamonga. Uh, Moriora. Um uh, so Dan from Japan episode 96 we are dedicating in your honor and we're going to be calling this episode Dan from Japan
1: um, It's been your uncle John most, from Jamaica keeps on calling every day It's, it's possibly <laughs> the most sexually day.
0: aggressive title that we've ever come up with um,
1: Dan from Japan
0: seconded only by uh, uh Hot lesbian Sean Bean mean machine and jail baiting Oscar, which for some reason seems to get the you strongest.
1: There's no some reason there. Those things have porn key search words, and so they. Get the
0: consistently, are most search terms that come up with us as a result that people get really angry. Probably that they have found our episode and go, "What the fuck is this? Well,
1: fuck there's that. no,
0: there's no mean machine lesbian Sean Bean. Well, you're machine searching in this.
1: for fucking porn on YouTube. What are you?
0: Well, yeah, come on. Honestly, if you're looking for Sean Bean lesbians, look around you, man. The world is just filled with them. We've just got all of the Sean Beans, all of the scene bean mean machines that you need. Um, we're well, sorry, Dan from Japan. I hope COVID's going okay for you over there, buddy. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, we're we're like two Australian holidays away from New Zealand, going to shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 Uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dan, if you're uh, available anytime, we're happy to do a live stream with you, buddy. Just get on yeah. get on the cast, join the pod. Just, just become just part of the People's Club, guessed, mate. Guessed it up. Just become part of the People's Club. Yeah, so we I can mean, say that we're we have an international presence. We need that from you. We need you more than you need us.
1: Yeah. From from when I lived overseas, granted yes. I was listening to like shitty just you know radio breakout podcasts. Yep. but i totally understand the need to hear people talk in your own accent or
0: oh, then just put another shrimp on the barbie dan
1: yeah wouldn't J- from jamaica.
0: jamaica my dad from jamaica <laughs> dad
1: is dad is my dad from jamaica keeps on calling every day and buy a ticket take us holiday uh, dan's just unfollowed
0: us in real time um we haven't even released this episode and he's he's over it.
1: Yeah, I mean we don't um, see who is the subscribers, but we we down so bad he had <laughs> assume that it was
0: I'm gonna live tweet him right now and just be okay. like hey Dan Magoo. Dan Magoo M G U. What? Um we're doing an episode all about you now. We're doing an episode yeah. All About You, my man.
1: Hugs and Kisses.
0: XOXO Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl. Um, Gossip Girl.
1: So, for the agenda, this has to be, I guess, part one of the two part. Um, Charlotte picks a bunch of movies, combines them with snacks and um
2: talking points to show Logan a bunch of movies he's never seen before that he quite rightly should have seen by now. Fantastic. Sorry, I was um, lost in Dan's eyes. Yeah, I wonder
1: what happened there. Has he got pretty eyes? How we rate on a, on a scale to, from Lou Diamond Phillips, <laughs> Brad, what's his name, or Harry Connick Jr.? What are we talking about?
0: Uh, we're talking about a 10% Harry Connick. Um, but does, does
1: he have a bit of anime Obama in there?
0: He does have a little bit of anime Obama in there. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, he could pull off that anime Obama. What he, about, def- he's um, definitely married to a Michelle type, you know?
1: What about Japanese Nintendo Switch train controller? Oh, I can't see him from the waist down, so I'm not sure. <laughs> no, okay. okay. Um, still a train controller on that, man. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, Point so you've been watching movies that Charlotte's making you watch that you should have already seen. Yes. Because you're a cinephile, but... Uh, yeah.
1: So they're, yeah. they're a weird mix of um, very mainstream movies that I should have seen some yep. more cinephile shit that I should have seen. Yep. And some just like iconic era movies that I honestly hadn't even heard of in some cases.
0: Like like, have Martin's you ever heard of the to toy? Five. Yes, I've heard of the toy. When so you told I me about it. that in the chat the other day, it's like, yeah, that's that Richard Pryor movie where yeah. he, uh, he's owned by a child.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. Um, So the first four on day one, Work because we seriously watched like 16 hours worth of movies across a weekend. First of all, fantastic. Um, nine to five, which, yeah, the Dolly Parton, Jane Fonda, and Lily Tomlin movie, where they fight back against a shitty boss, and it's probably the best feminism movie I've ever seen. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa. No, you're right. Sorry, Jesse. It's the second best movie after the Ghost the Ghostbusters <laughs> remake. I wasn't going
0: to go there. I was going to say Ocean's 8. Um, I've
1: never seen that. i going to pull yeah. back some
0: Sandy Bullock back into this lake house. Um,
1: <laughs> you do not pull on Sandy's Bullocks.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, her Bullocks are
1: congealing too. Oh. Um, um, so it was 9 to 5. Then it was... Wings, which I don't know whether you've seen Wings, the band
0: or the TV show,
1: the, the silent film, uh, like no. 1927 movie about World War One. No, but it sounds horrifying in a good way. It is like a movie, I think you it's in the like, this is the first full scale war epic ever.
0: It, yeah, so it was it, 1927's it, it, Dunkirk. It won yeah. the Academy Award for Best Picture.
1: Not to be confused with the Tim Daly sitcom, Wings. <laughs> uh, no, there's also
0: like a TV sitcom from like the 80s starring Tony Shalhoub called Wings about pilots. Ah. Not to be confused with our un- unmade series about pilots and pilot tv shows called pilots
1: <laughs> um, which is in itself obviously a parody of wings <laughs> for the first episode yeah um, until it's not which is why we couldn't call it wings and just do another reboot of wings because oh
0: right that is the wings tv show that i'm thinking of yeah that, that's
1: that's where yeah
0: so, so i was confusing Tim daly with this andy, movie andy daly anyway
1: very um, first shot of this movie, we were like, Oh, this is ancient. This is gonna be tough to watch. It's just like, you know, a dude building a car in his back lawn and a girl that pines for him trying to chase him around and her, him just finding her annoying and it's a silent film and it's all like like a moldy yellow color for an old film. Yeah, yeah. And then as the film progresses, it's like, no, they go to war. This has dog fights shot from actual planes. Oh shit. Um, okay,
0: so it's just a it, full on like
1: the camera like pans over battlefields where munitions or you know, like moving munitions are going off and lines of soldiers are like running from you know uh uh what are they called? What are the holes you trench it, like trench to trench doing pushes and no man's land, there's like barbed wire tanks and shit. It's like it it's a two and a half hour long movie. It is a legit war epic. It's, it's two guys that both love the same girl in their hometown. Um, oh God,
0: it's Pearl Harbor. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: It literally is. Most of the plot of Pearl Harbor is ripped off of this. The two main guys both love the one girl. Yep. Um, the actual main guy though, she doesn't love him. She loves the other guy, but he loves the idea of this girl. And also the like rough and tumble girl from back home loves him, but he right. thinks she's just like a sister kind of character.
0: Wait a minute, this is the first widely released film to show boobies?
1: Yeah. Huh. Yeah, she's like trying to get dressed in a room and then two soldiers barge in and she's topless and goes, ah! She's like, well, bam. Yeah, I was genuinely surprised. There's also, um, there's blood in this movie, quite a bit of it. I thought
0: you were going to say someone hangs dong.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why does hangs dong sound like some dude's name reversed? Like an actor called Dong Hang or something?
0: Dong Hang. Hangs
1: Dong. Hangs Dong. Um, Tom Hanks. Thanks, Thank Tom, <laughs> Tom Hanks. Tom
2: Hanks.
1: Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Hangs Dong. It's a, uh, uh, it's a palindrome. Yeah. Um, Tom
2: Hanks yeah, backwards, backwards is hanging to, Dong.
1: Exactly. Yeah. They both <laughs> go away to war. They fly planes. Um, one of them gets shot down behind enemy lines. He then manages to escape, steal a plane and fly back. Then his best friend, the other guy, shoots him down thinking he's a German.
0: Good Lord, like the turnout of these these directors back in the day in terms of films. Yeah, no,
1: it's like a, a movie a year, right? If not Several. more. Several.
0: This, this guy wrote and produced 92 films over the course of his career, the guy that produced this movie.
2: 92? Uh, 92.
0: Um, 92 between 1917 and 1943. So like three three or four actively a year that he was producing and or writing.
1: Shit. Now, um, this is not the best World War... And this was genuinely great and genuinely far beyond what I expected it to be. Um, barely hamstrung by the quaintness of its time and you barely notice or remember that this is a silent film. Right. Also weird that it's black and white, but they've like rotoscoped flames on when the planes crash and get shot. That's pretty cool. And they're like bright orange.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I I suspect it's because the fire didn't just didn't capture well on film, so they drew it in in post. Yeah, yeah. But it's quite weird. But the, um, the cut we watched was like a fully remastered version of it, which is pretty good. There's like a few overexposed scenes, but is pretty common with old is it, movies is it
0: immersive enough that even though it's silent you're watching it and you yes. you just you fill in genuinely
1: the forget and so much of it is just you're sitting there watching you know orchestral music play as surprisingly um large like and again it's in 4 by 3 and you're watching massive epic war scenes with orchestral music playing you seriously just forget yeah. Um, the acting is old timey pantomime acting and everyone's wearing weirdly large amounts of makeup. Like all that shit's still in there. Um but, but what it is and it's like, you know, they're 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 genuinely in that era showing people with like um like shell shock and stuff.
0: So this um, guy is the same This is oh right, okay. This guy um wrote the Maltese Falcon. Which you you never watched that with me and Cullum, did you back in the day
1: no I never did film studies back then yeah yeah, yeah. good movie so oh. so is this the director Wellman or the writer monk Saunders Lucian Hubbard oh where are you getting that from
0: he produced wings and then he oh, wrote okay. then he wrote the Maltese Falcon in the mysterious right. island, and he later received a an award from the Cherokee Nation for making The Vanishing American, which was the fir- one of the first movies to portray Native Americans favorably. Yeah, sure. yeah. The Vanishing American. I'm trying to figure it out. He also made a movie called Nick Carter, Master Detective, and I have to assume that's Aaron Carter's brother. <laughs> uh,
1: He's doing um, fucking OnlyFans now. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. yeah
1: poor poor man has I think lost his mind drugs
0: are a hell of a drugs
1: drugs are a hell of a drug Um, yeah oh my it gosh. actually wasn't Damn. the the biggest war epic we watched that weekend That in terms of what appealed to me um, well you know you movie, just said you
0: watched 9 to 5 as well like the original war yeah, absolutely. epic absolutely <laughs>
1: yeah. also um, important to note that for <laughs> the movie Wings the snack served was Wings yes, yes. Got to eat wings and watch wings. The um, third movie was Rope, which I don't know whether you've ever seen it. It's a Hitchcock film, but it's low-key a kind of spin on the Telltale Heart. No, I haven't seen it. Uh, um, so it's it's two guys who are sort of... And it, it, it's got Jimmy Stewart. It heavily, heavily, whether it... I don't know whether it's doing it on purpose. It heavily implies that these two dudes are a couple. Oh, really? It's one of those? It, it like, it like they, movies that... Yeah, Yeah, it, it just kind of... If they're not not a couple, then they're just like two weird sort of old-timey confirmed bachelors that live together and have done so since they finished uni. Like, it's quite... I think it's one of those things where it's like, this is an era in history where those sorts of things just weren't discussed so it was kind of like people had a blind spot for it because it wasn't a defined thing yet.
0: And I assume a lot of the writers and such were confirmed but not actually. yeah I out. assume
1: so yeah I mean uh, what's his name Hitchcock was straight because he sexually harassed him pretty, <laughs> pretty much every female. female lead actress in every one of his movies yeah Yeah. Um, but it's two guys commit what they consider to be the perfect murder mm-hmm. and then um, stuff the body in a um, like a desk container thing and the plan is to have a dinner party and not address what they've done at the dinner party, but make like cheeky jabs at it. And the, everyone at the party are like people associated with the guy they have murdered just for the sake of like proving themselves sort of the superior beings. Mm. So they just have a dinner party around a body. But, um, one of the guys is like too much of an arrogant megalomaniac and keeps pushing further and further into it until he's like, potentially actively sabotaging them and the other guy just can't cope with the stress of what they've done. Yeah, yeah,
0: which I'm assuming the other guy is getting off on essentially.
1: Yeah, basically winding
0: and, the other one up and getting yeah.
1: And um the more dominant one rise. is pushing um, pushing further and further into hence it, to James Stewart who is their like um their idol from uni days. Right, yeah, yeah. Um who sees through it pretty quickly and is abhorred by it. And is very much like, you know, I kind of suggested these concepts more in terms of just interesting conversation, not because I genuinely believe some people are better than others and should be able to kill people. Yeah. Yeah. And it all just kind of winds down towards just the guy works out what they've done.
2: They go, oh shit, fine. We found out. Um, And then, the guy just shoots a gun out the window so that the
1: police turn up and that's kind of the end of the film, but it's, it's shot as a one So it, it isn't, they mm. use the old, you know, pan the close too close to the back of somebody's shirt. So you have the camera gets blacked out and then snip another scene on the back of it, but for mm. the most part, it is an entirely camera in one room, shooting real people time, so in isn't... real time. Yeah. Does it change
0: angles quite frequently as they move around? or Is it more like um, it stage is a handheld
1: sort of? camera? Oh, which for 1948, it feels quite modern because of that. Um, and you get the camera will occasionally move with them into other rooms, but generally speaking, the camera is just focusing on whoever's taking part in the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but at any time, there will be all the other characters in the film at the dinner party, or any of the other men will just be in the background having a conversation about something else. So there's really no point where like all characters aren't sort of invested in the scene it's it's quite interesting to watch it's cinematically feels quite ahead of its time like it but 1948 there are so many aspects of it that have almost a late 60s almost 70s feel to it you can
0: see direct influence to like those early um Scorsese movies
1: I'm not fluent in that. I no. could not speak to it. but say,
0: Yeah, they're quite, um, they feel ahead of them, their, their time and you know, of mm. themselves, even though they're quite clearly referencing and deconstructing old cinema.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's where you get, yeah, what, what I was talking about with the 70s is you get people start to use camera differently within a scene. Um, they start pointing at things that aren't necessarily the character talking. Like the, I find in that there's probably more film history that I just don't know about. But from my perspective, seventies films, which is really where my liking of film starts to begin. I kind of am very seventies onwards and what I care about, which is partly because I'm mostly influenced by horror and true horror to me starts in the seventies. But um, you start to get the camera thinking of itself as an object, as the conversation of what film is moves on, you start to get the the camera doesn't have to point at things because it's furthering the plot or because mm-hmm. it's, you know, these are the characters that are talking. You can just point the camera at some person in the background for some reason and say something else.
2: Yeah, and it doesn't, just you know, explore it, the world
1: you, a little bit. You split, you now have, here's me looking at a cat walking around and there's the two characters in the background are still talking about that thing. So you're retaining the plot with the sound. But the camera is doing something weird with a fucking crash zoom on a cat for no reason. Mm, mm. It was just sort of that evolution of it added one layer of meta on top. Now, granted, I'd say we've gone too far with meta and things can't stand on their own without being a part of self-referential and self-deprecating and whatnot. But that's another story. Um, then came the toy, which yeah, that, that's a movie. Boy the 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 weirdest parts are the um i guess it wasn't like that back then but modern being a part of modern society it's very hard to watch an adult man be so caring and uh, tender towards a little boy like that <laughs> that he is not related to
0: yeah 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 it's just, just
1: something inherently uncomfortable about it about yeah and i don't yeah. know whether that's a learned thing from society and I and mean, it's loved. not like we're
0: watching an old Bill Cosby movie and being like, this is gross. Because Richard, Richard Pryor, Pryor wasn't anything but Richard Pryor. And I don't think anyone's going to. Yeah, so but it age, Richard ages. Richard Pryor. It probably ages well in that respect, even though. um, Yeah, like he's. Richard
1: Pryor he's the, was.
0: He's got the Eddie Murphy quality to him.
1: I. Uh, but yeah, well, So what's I think,
0: the toy his daddy daycare?
1: Oh yeah, no, I was just gonna say um Richard Pryor got me too involved in or connected to a bunch of questionable things, uh, as well as just the fact that I he thought Paul to Mooney be in a did, relationship but of with,
0: Richard Pryor's son.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, the suggestion was that Paul Mooney and Richard Pryor were actually in a relationship,
0: right?
1: To some extent, but I I thought as I understood it, they both just kind of very much like what they did together, notwithstanding, I thought there were extensions into like people of questionable age, but there might've just been Paul Mooney. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Paul yeah. Mooney did apparently, well, that's, that's the rumor anyway. Yeah. Molested Pryor's some, and then Pryor basically, I think threatened to kill him. And that was kind of the end of their relationship. But again, I don't even know how true that is.
0: It's, um, his son has come out and said, that's the case in these.
2: Yeah. I
1: mean, which is the other side of his family, like his daughter, especially, who very much is the like torch carrier of prize memory. Yeah. 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 Will always just fight the stuff where it was like, well, the dude was by or something and they always really squash that. Mm. I don't know. I I hope he didn't do anything like Paul Mooney did. But yeah, it's besides the point. The toy is a movie about a very rich man's son is sent into the very rich man's department store and he's told that while he's on a holiday for a week with his dad he can pick any one thing from the department store that he wants
2: mm-hmm. So, he um, picks
1: someone that works there richard Pryor, is bouncing between jobs trying to and he's a it's it's actually fairly well established in a place and time like he's a reporter who served in i think vietnam and after coming back, the economy's shit, and he and most other men his age can't get jobs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he pretends to be a woman and applies for a maid's job. He then has a really, really weird slapstick scene where it's just Richard Pryor in a maid's costume fucking up a um a a, a lunch meeting at a at the guy's company. And then he gets demoted to just being a a night cleaner at the department store or something like that. And um, yeah, he's just playing with the toys. has no idea that anyone's watching him. He's listening to music and mucking around. And then the kid says, I want him. And then, yeah, it. considering it's 1980s, I did not expect him to be so on the nose about, oh, this is, this is uncomfortable. Like this Mm -hmm. has connotations of slavery, but no, it absolutely is well aware of that. And very much, Is um, leaning like right on the nose about it, which made me hope that Pryor was one of the writers, but it doesn't look like he is.
0: No, and it's a remake of a French movie.
2: Yeah. Legit. Legit.
0: It It has an approval rating of 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. Or tomatoes.
1: What I will say about this movie that is bad is prior doesn't appear to have a script. He oh, right. literally so just, just scene-choose every single scene. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's brilliant. Sometimes it will make you tip over laughing your head off. Other times you're just going, what is the point of this scene?
0: Yeah, yeah. What are we hamming together right now? Is this just a...
1: What was that sound effect? Is that a C- Craig thing?
0: A sound no? effect? Are you hearing? Are you
1: hearing this stuff? Like... Uh, have you got like an over tightened drink bottle in front of
0: you? I've got somebody in the shower next door to the room that we're in. Tell me and more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's Harry Connick Jr. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm a pre.
0: Uh, yeah, so we're probably just going to have to put up with that for a few minutes.
1: No, I, I can't hear that. I don't know what it was.
0: Oh, I, oh, sorry, it was me just tightening things on the on the mic that I'm holding.
1: Right, that makes more sense.
0: Yeah, I wasn't even um, thinking about it as you were talking.
1: It is, it is a weird movie that very much has its cake and eats it too of, like, you can't spoil kids. You have to actually show them kindness and relate to them in order for them to become good people. And also like, um, it, it has weird half baked undertones of like, um, corporate America is ruining people's lives and like needs to be exposed. The big sort of ending thing is that the son and him make a uh, newspaper exposing all the bad things he's doing. Right. But it kind of comes to a weird, confusing head that makes no sense. Where the dad is like, All right, you helped my son, so good on you. I'm not against you anymore. And he saved him from drowning in a swimming pool that he put him into, basically. Um, And he clearly has newspaper skills. So, All right, you can have a job at my newspaper (laughs) and you can hang out with my kid once a year.
0: Yeah. Here's your bag of cocaine.
1: Go on your way. yeah, um, Richard Pryor. I love it. My One of my two main standout films was the first film of day two, The Great Dictator. The Chaplin film. Oh, yes. Um, I don't know whether you've ever watched any Chaplin films, but The Man is disturbingly timeless.
2: Yeah, like, no. I, I cannot
1: random clips. I cannot begin to describe or emphasize just how much the shit he does that is funny, which is technically mostly slapstick humor. Yeah. Is weirdly fucking perfect even now and still makes you laugh to the same extent. So this is the first movie that Chaplin did that actually had him doing a voice in it. He held on to being a silent filmmaker for a very long time. Yeah. 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 He also was at it. I, we read up on this the other night. At, for a time, he was the highest-paid person on the planet. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he um, was so successful and so in demand globally as an actor that he was being paid. I think it was like two hundred and forty thousand dollars was his annual film. Pay. Which in those days is just is yeah, insane, Bajillions. Yeah. So he but was, The
0: Great Dictator cost thirty-seven million dollars in today's money to make. Like to make yeah, that movie, which
1: is nothing. Like today's money, thirty seven million dollars, is like more than is only slightly more than an indie movie budget.
0: Benjamin Brett won't roll out of bed for anything less than thirty eight million, is what we're saying.
1: Exactly. Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, uh, he's uh, on T V money these days.
0: Yeah. He's got those residuals from that show that he was in, I assume.
1: Harry Connick, he's just trying to find a place after um Booplet took his spot. (laughs)
0: Look, uh, yeah, Harry Connick Jr. Look, he's just in it for the for the fans, you know. He always has been. The Only Fans. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, this is why they pay me the big bucks.
0: Charlie Chaplin's Only Fans. Um,
1: yeah, the like the so the it begins in World War One because it, it it basically follows
0: the rise two characters, of-
1: both of which are played by Chaplin. Um, and it states at the beginning like the the relation the the visual um similarities between yeah, adenoid Hinkel <laughs> there's meant to be Adolf Hitler and a Jewish barber who is basically just um Chaplin's tramp character that he plays in all his movies.
0: yeah, yeah. um it's Bowfinger. you're describing bowfinger
1: i've I've honestly never seen Bofinger. Oh yeah, it's just a, like two people look exactly the same and at some point some people realise it. Yeah, and Steve Martin excuse. gets in the middle of it. It's yeah. classic, it's yeah, timeless. It's, yeah. Steve Martin's also in this movie. <laughs> he still had white hair even back in 1940. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So it, I've, it, initially I thought it was going to be like the Hitler stand-ins in, in World War I in the beginning, but no, it's the um, barber in the beginning. He... Saves a saves a pilot who eventually becomes a higher up in the Nazis, mm-hmm. and because of that, that in, leads to him and his general, black like, Jewish ghetto, being spared a lot of bullshit by the Gestapo because he's got somebody high up that likes him. Right, 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 right. Um, but the degree to which in in he was making this, like this, this was made in you know sort of. The early days of World War Two. It released in 1940, so it was two years into World War Two. He'd he'd already been making it, and it would mm. you know released sort of. I think it took him about a year or so to put the script together, let alone actually shoot the film. Yeah. He he was he was somebody that would write his own scripts and he would sit on them for like at least twelve months before he'd ever get them into production.
0: That's probably why he ended up being the highest paid person on the planet too, is that he wrote, yeah, we, produced, he directed, wrote,
1: produced, directed. He initially used his own money to start his films, which meant he was never beholden to anyone. So then once people started trying to throw money at him, he had the opportunity to say no and could mm-hmm. and did and basically was one of the few true masters of hollywood where he only did what he wanted to do and he never really fucked up that badly aside from in his personal life yeah and i mean united 16 year olds
0: because united artists was his company wasn't it um i have no idea the thing that was eventually bought out by mgm oh okay I remember United. Didn't United artists make some of the Looney
1: Tunes stuff? Or is that?
0: It made fuckloads? It was around until like 1980 something, I think. Then Eugene bought it out for like a billion dollars or something ridiculous.
1: Well, that's the other thing. Imagine Chaplin was alive till like 1978
0: or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't die young. No. It's just he stopped being in things.
1: And Um, yeah, his... Like, I think two of his wives were 16 and like the last wife was like when he met
0: it? Actually, United Artists came back. They've been releasing movies since 2019, but they re-established themselves as a...
1: Um, so now they're just like a sub-brand of a bigger company?
0: Yeah. Like, though they just purely release things. They're, they're a distribution, co-production kind of company now. So they, like, did, um, like, the Adam Sandley, Bill & Ted Face the Music... Legally blonde three, yeah. They're just a distribution place that co partners with things now because they've probably got connections, distribution ventures with big bigger companies. Um, but Amazon's just bought it for 8.45 billion dollars as of a month ago. <laughs> Jesus, oh, that was MG part of MGM. So MGM, they, that's right, they bought MGM and with it came United Artists.
1: Gotcha. Um, but yeah, like the the degree to which he perfectly like apes Hitler and mocks what it is to be a dictator and
2: how difficult it is to like maintain hit hit, um,
1: hit pause on the recording for a bit and we'll just watch a couple of scenes yeah uh, how do you pause? Oh, you just have to stop, and
0: you have to stitch two files together. Oh, we'll just keep recording. It's fine. I'll cut it out.
1: Okay. So if you oh, um,
2: share screen, the screen, go live. was this one? <laughs> you can see this, eh? Yep. Have you
1: not been up and watching?
0: I was jumping into the other chat to do the thing. Ah, um,
1: oh, okay. So let me know when you're. I got Maybe. it. Hit yep. play
2: This is from the World War One like Prologue stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this i
0: This is literally just a bit about the rocket wanting to, like, just following him around because it can.
1: I I think it's, like, a mixture of his fear and it also not wanting to be abused by having him touch its back end. (laughs) Uh, So dumb. The other thing is just, like, all the munitions and shit going off so close to actual people.
0: Clearly real, yeah.
2: ups on the AI girl. track is best so, and it's the simple shit like this that you don't
0: even see anymore Of just like somebody jumping onto <laughs> a thing <laughs> so to... <laughs>
2: and
1: um, slightly like speeding up the cranking of Videos and stuff to make them look more comical was definitely a thing back then. Too. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um. Lawrence of Arabia. So this episode's all about hey, movies before.
2: Watch um, this. So they walk Transformers in. Transformers was good. <laughs> yeah. He was five five. Yeah, tiny am. Like just
0: very
1: tiny. Walks into the fog. Like all of these things are things you've seen elsewhere in cartoons after the fact. But, and so they've been part of the cultural lexicon, but we don't realize at the time is that he was writing this stuff. So, like the same jokes you've seen Bugs Bunny and everything do are stolen straight off what this dude
2: did in live-action movies. Is in line with some British soldiers. <laughs> Uh,
0: the Snyder cut's looking pretty good i got to say
1: I think this is the yeah this is a so he saves a pilot
2: Also, like, this is shit, but you can watch this movie in 4K. Yeah, like... I'm just seeing classic Simpsons bits come through now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: How's the gas? Terrible. Keep me awake all (laughs) night.
2: Like all his marriages were, he marries
1: underage girl after getting her pregnant. They have one or two children. He then stops hanging out with her and starts uh, banging everything else. Yep,
2: like three or that four tracks. times he did that. <laughs> no. I know it
0: <laughs> so fucking dumb
1: the timing on that crash is perfect <laughs> yeah. and he's telling him like the story of the woman he loves back home and he's just bored <laughs> But yeah, they, um, Mm. they form a friendship that then becomes the reason why his, but it's, um, I mean, I'm talking about this movie in terms of great writing, but really the one that deserves great writing award is fucking nine to five. That literally everything that's in that movie is set up and mentioned for a reason that pays off later in the film. Everything that, like, happens that that needs to, like, reasons characters are out of the way, reasons characters are reinstated, ways things can happen, mm, like, mm. access to weapons. Literally everything is properly telegraphed throughout the story. Um, and Great Dictator also has that speech at the end where... Um, oh, yeah, 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 that I've seen. Yeah. That, yeah, everyone talks about, which he just straight up breaks character and looks dead at the camera, but I get why he did it. And he also stated like if he hadn't known where the rest of World War II would have gone, he would have never made the movie. Because mm. yep. he, he felt bad about what he did. Just well, yeah, by nature a, of it being related to the
0: Yeah. But yeah, it's How could you not make it to some degree though, right? It's just one of those things that
1: Yeah, and it even... also is like such a perfect tear down of both dictators in general, because there's so many um good scenes of hitler and mussolini fighting with each other just trying to out macho dictator each other
0: yeah yeah
1: including and just it, a straight up food fight
0: just um reading that in italy they um actively like would censor scenes involving um the characters like mussolini. that mussolini is based on okay um, or the character they're based on Mussolini out of respect of his widow up until like two thousand and three.
1: Well, the movie is pretty rough on his wife.
0: Well, it's yeah. just also like up until the two thousands, you were sympathetic towards Mussolini in Italy. That's, like, that's fucked pretty up. fucked.
1: But he, he, I mean, to be fair, Italy's never had a good leader. Yeah, true. <laughs> Not modern Italy. <laughs> oh shit! They've all been chauvinistic monsters who are siphoning off public funds for their own benefit yeah um the next movie we watched was krull (laughs) i had never seen krull toy rope wings krull krull is awful the fuck is it krull with a cane have you never seen it i don't think so okay well i'm not the only one it's like the movie that came out that was high fantasy around star wars Oh, it's a
0: Ron Silverman joint. Yeah, that makes that tracks. Who's Ron Silverman? Um uh, pretty sure he's. Um, if it's the guy that I'm thinking of, it's the guy who pretty much just made a very short slab of terrible movies from that era. So um, Ron Silverman is that the producer? I, don't know, or... I think
2: somebody
1: else. So it's a oh,
0: Peter Yates
1: directed it.
0: Yeah, maybe which... Peter Yates.
1: Peter Yates did Bullet. Oh, Jesus. That's... Uh, yeah, Yates is a, is a good director. <laughs> that, okay. He made the best driving movie ever, and he also <laughs> made Kroll. Kroll was just bad.
0: And Kroll seem, seemingly seemed to destroy his career.
1: Oh, and the writer um, also wrote the movie, which you may have recently seen on a Red Letter Media review episode, called The Ice Pirates, <laughs> which is seemingly j- terrible as well, but terrible funny, not oh, terrible yeah, yeah, boring. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. G- G- Angelica Houston. Philman.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, this movie has...
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this movie uh, has Liam Neeson in it. Is he Kroll? No, he's just some random um, good no, guy, scammed you know, character. You know, like but it's like... Right? The main character has no character and no um, personality. Mm-hmm. The lead female is just the token princess stuck in a castle. Yep. Um, they. This got
0: rated better than the toy. Yeah. Out there.
1: Yep. This this has the like we have to go and grab the um, the magical glaive to beat the bad guy but you can't use the glaive anywhere unless you're supposed to, because that would be like bad to use the magical weapon when you're not supposed to. Right. So after not using it in lots of fights and best as I can tell, every single hand to hand fight, the main character is in, he's just always on the ropes and never lands a killing blow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> lots of his friends die. And then when he first uses the glaive, he uses it to cut a hole in a wall. And then after that, he starts using it in fights where it basically insta-kills anyone he throws it at, including the same henchman he refused to use it on before. <laughs> so just inadvertently backwards retcons the whole idea that he couldn't use it. Now it just means he let a bunch of his friends die for no reason. Robbie oh Coltrane's in it.
0: Oh yeah, I saw that with the Liam Neeson bit. Um here's the, the best week. line
1: in the movie, which I kept repeating a while afterwards, which was what was it? it was um a man can't even talk to himself round here without getting interrupted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that. It's That's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's it's the closest thing to writing this film has not it. Yeah. Um,
0: was this more of a Star Wars kind of Slant or like it, a
1: wannabe, it, it's or more it's like trying Beast- to be Star Wars. It's the other I think one, Beastmaster. I never saw Beastmaster, but it, it has that similar thing. It's like you know, a castle comes down from space, a prince and a princess are about to be married to like wed two houses. Yeah. Everyone's fighting with swords and wearing medieval gear, but when the swords hit together, like lightning and red zigzag shit comes out.
0: Because um, no one else has managed to work out how what industrial light and magic did to rotoscope.
1: Um, yeah, pretty much. The yeah. bad guys are using laser weapons. The yep. good guys are using hand to hand combat. Yep. Because good guys
0: use um, swords because they're elegant, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Um, there is a a, um, a a character, a good guy that's a cyclops. And he has a very, very poorly modeled, like, um, uh, prosthetic face. Yeah. And, and they surprisingly often cut to him for reaction shots, <laughs> where all he can do is just deadpan face and blink. So it unintentionally feels like they're doing, like, comedic cutaways to him just deadpanning the camera. <laughs> There's a, um
2: oh, annoying yeah, right.
1: English... Um,
0: <laughs> I'm just looking at pictures of him.
1: An annoying English magician guy. Yep. Who has a massive chin and like full on spade face. Who um, is supposed to be a magician that can do stuff, but all he can really do is point and try and do spells at people and then turn himself into a into creatures instead of other people. Um, there's a Gandalf character. Nice. And then there's a second Gandalf character.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that's there's white Gandalf and there's grey Gandalf. It's just yeah, exactly. It
1: um, yeah, it's, it's weird to see like one old man helping another old man with a walking stick and no eyes see and walk around. He <laughs> couldn't just amalgamate these two into one character. No, too hard. These are blatant like they go into Shelob's lair. Um, they randomly in order to get to the so the bad guy's castle teleports to a new location every day yep so once they find out where it's going to be the next day they have to get to it as soon as possible I want you to guess how they do this what do they have to do so they have to get to the castle within a day regardless of where it is on the planet (laughs) (laughs) okay as quickly as possible yeah Uh, uh, do they take eagles no, okay. I mean, it is animal assisted. Duh. So they round up a band of wild Clydesdales.
0: <laughs> yep, I follow you. I you so far. No
1: magical powers whatsoever.
0: Yeah, they've got the power they need of the to Clyde. get
1: from where they are in the plains to the desert biome, and then they'll yeah. be able to find the castle before it disappears.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> it's the they um... all wrangle the horses and get aboard them. Yeah, and then they ride really quickly. And then all the footage of the horses is played in two times speed. And then when they get to a oh, chasm, Jesus. the horses jump yep. and the horses' hooves leave a trail of fire in the sky. And <laughs> yeah, there's just constant close ups of the main characters with like a fan in their face and them looking really happy. And then the shot wide of- <laughs> shots of just horses riding in space. It's the power of the Clyde. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I truly was in the Dale there today. Uh, blessings. Um, all right. All right. We're going to have to th- wrap it up.
0: But yeah, What, what uh, do you got we'll, left? We'll, We're going to wrap we'll this up. we
1: through the last two. Okay. What do you got? Law Mower Man.
0: <laughs> Fuck's sake. What was that on
1: your list? <laughs> no, I've never seen it. <laughs> Who can't ever go back. It is awful. Yeah. Like, the one thing I would say about it is they the 90s attempts at vr headsets they are using look exactly like modern consumer vr headsets
0: yeah well it's probably because there were like shades of really low tech stupid concept versions of vr headsets back then
1: yeah but they don't look like this like they they i'm not saying like you know on the realms of what vr headsets looked like yeah. they were all over the place and they, but they were generally kind of in the idea of you put a big, uh, you know, box in front of your eyeballs and whatnot. But these are like you've got the eyes that you you've got the eye cover that looks like ski goggles. You have the bit that goes over the crown of your head. You've got the two like um, you know headphones on swivel mounts. Yeah, yeah. Like it, like they exactly look like a sort of HTC Vive valve index type of headset i i was just impressed by that i don't know why i just thought that was cool that it was um it's a very very shirtless man movie this one <laughs> there are just lots and lots of shots of pierce brosnan and jeffe jeffe just yeah shirtless and sweaty yeah.
0: To be fair, Jeff Fahey played uh, like a pilot on Lost on like the last few seasons, and that's yep. pretty much all he did was wander around sweating and shirtless, oh, okay. or, like wearing like like. But he's old at that point; he's in his fifties, and he's wearing like a old Hawaiian shirt and nothing underneath. And he's like, "You're a professional pilot. What are you doing?"
1: <laughs> he's just Jeff Fahey. Yeah. So maybe that's just part of his. Um, this is did what you, I do in movies.
0: Did you ever watch Virtuosity? No. 1995 movie starring Denzel and Russell Crowe. Um, and it deals with VR and all of that kind of shit, too. It's the same director. Um, Corinne? Yeah. Somehow, but he basically got to make his same VR kind of cyberpunky, weird um, fetish movie again, but with more famous people for $30 million. Yeah. And it tanked.
1: Because Lawnmower Man is a king novel, right? Or a king novella.
0: Yeah, Stephen King sued the production to get his name removed from any association with the movie because of how terrible it was.
1: Yeah, it's, it's bad. Yeah. But but, it's, and
0: this is the same Stephen King who will sell several of his short stories yes, for a buckle. dollar. to people. No, for a dollar so that students can make movies and plays yeah. and shit out of his stuff, yeah. Um, you do realise you're going to have to watch Lord Moe to Beyond Cyberspace, right? RF Which News? stars Matt Frewer who played... Um,
1: where do I know that name?
0: Matt Froer is Max Headroom.
1: Oh shit, really?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the second one is several shades worse than what the first one is.
1: Oh God. Yeah. Um. What I did like, and I think no movie has really adequately explored yet, aside from maybe Lawnmower Man, and what's that Johnny Depp movie where he becomes a computer program? Chocolat? Yes.
0: <laughs> um, Transcendence. Um,
1: transcendence
0: yeah
1: no one's yet made an effective movie about a person using technology and science to become a god yeah i i don't well, think we've is, ever heard of right there must be some there nah, must there's be probably some, like some goofy weird french auteur, movie shit yeah. but i'm yet to see a good yeah movie where somebody and i because I, I think there's a plot there it's probably more of a book plot than a movie plot well, yeah, yeah, a lot of it's it's going movies to be focused you can around. linger on it and do philosophical stuff, and with least... a movie you have to make like some random side character be the main character, not the person themselves. Otherwise, yeah. you've got a hero that becomes progressively unknowable throughout the course of the movie, which wouldn't make for a good film. At
0: hence, Transcendence, where Johnny Depp is your yeah. main main character, but the hero of the story is Paul Bettany, because you can't have Heroes is why isn't it? It's Paul Bettany and the the woman that plays his love interest in the movie who team up. But
1: Paul oh, Bettany's more like the bad guy.
0: Is he? He's like the best friend. Like the two of them save oh, yeah. his save Johnny Depp's life and he they have to work together. But no, it, but it the, focuses is a lot it, more heavily on him
1: than it does nah, her. I'm I'm no? sure he like joins up with the bad guys and tries to convince her to it as well. No, the Rebecca Hall is way more because it's you, you 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 have to deal with the weird fact that Johnny Depp is right, and you're at more risk by stopping him than by letting him do what he's doing. But there's the fear that if they do let him do what he's doing, they don't know where he'll stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could be wrong, but from memory, maybe I am wrong. I'm sure Paul Bettany kind of just ended up standing around the sides towards the end of the movie and trying to, like, they were using her him to influence her.
0: Yeah, I think she she was much very much the catalyst and the driving reason between for things to happen, but I feel like Paul Bettany ended up kind of doing Paul Bettany things and just, yeah. I could be misremembering them, or you could just be watching two different movies. Yeah,
1: I was going to say maybe I should watch it again, but I'm not going to.
0: No, nah, no, you don't need to do that. But surely, it, like making a movie about that transcendence, into like should be more of a. It should standard. be a cerebral biopic. It's, thing. It's a weird, it, should it, not it should be a, be a 2001 a, space yeah. odyssey, human evolution sort of movie, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: you 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 have to progress a character from being, like, yeah, from being a human to being literally unknowable. That's that's a. Like I said, I think that's a book plot. I don't think that's a movie plot or it's a movie plot where you'd have people talk about it as a, this is a movie you couldn't do well. Yeah. Um, and then the last movie was big fish.
0: Oh, I fucking love that movie.
1: It is great. Isn't it?
0: It's the best, like while I've got favorite Tim Burton movies, that's the best Tim
1: Burton movie he's ever made. It's the classic Tim Burton, just making movies, not Tim Burton, making Tim Burton movies. Yep. Like it it it's, has yeah, real characters that live in a real world and other characters who are like one foot into surreality
2: and it yeah
1: but, and it wins, also like yeah it it like I loved all the other stuff like you know the the more time goes on the more the sun realizes that an actual fact His dad was telling him way more truths than he thought he was, and yeah. he just needed to get off his high horse, basically. Yep. He wasn't a um, bastard. He wasn't a liar. He was just...
2: But yeah, I, the idea of... I, I love
1: fiction where it, it it does that thing where it sort of weaves hyper-real places into it.
0: Yeah, and you know, it just... there's There's nothing that could be... Yeah, I, I could watch that movie any time of day.
1: Yeah. Quite comfortably. It, it's a movie that maybe I don't know, 18, 19 years ago I watched it it could only be probably actually seventeen or eighteen years ago based on the when it was released. But it
0: literally came out at the peak of when we were watching those sorts of movies and we couldn't have given a shit when it came out. Like I couldn't have. It was No,
1: I've no idea when it came out. But um I mean, like, in terms of remembering it being in movies or anything, but, mm. you know, it, it. I watched, like, 75% of it and then never got to see the end, and I just, for whatever reason, never went back to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which, if you don't ever do that, then you just defeats the purpose of that particular... Like, most movies, you can piece shit together and be like, okay, cool.
1: Yeah. But this I, one needs, needs
0: to be rounded off. I like, yeah.
1: I... I found the ending bittersweet in more ways than just the literality of the dad is dying and that's what's going on.
2: Mm.
1: Um, By nature of Billy Crudup's character not being as good a storyteller as his father, his father's ending that he writes for his father is not as bombastic and as cool and as funny as it should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like... It makes Lit. sense with the plot, and also the son is established to be like a a writer or a uh, what's he called? Like a, a, a literary agent. Yeah, like he's he's in the the writing world. Um, the son could never tell a story for the father on par with how the father tells stories,
0: and doesn't learn that trick through virtue of understanding. What no, and, 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 well, and the yeah.
1: point of it is that the son is telling the father a story in the way that the father loves and shows that he understands his father finally. Um, but by nature of that, it means you don't get a cool like Ewan Unless- McGregor 1950s weird hyper-real send-off.
0: Yeah, it's not like you just turned a switch on and he's... um
1: He's now telling stories through his father's voice, yeah. Yeah. Which
0: yeah, it's a bit of a bit of... yeah, like you
1: said, it's probably a bit of sweet, but that's also which is on purpose, right? Yeah, one hundred
0: percent. Like he's never, he's not his father. That's no,
1: the um, and it's also just, I think, at the end of it, you're left wanting, and again, that's a good thing. But you're left wanting more of just that world that the younger version of the character was inhabiting.
0: Which I have to assume that, like, the writer of the book that it's based on was trying to express how he. It could like while he's writing a story and it's a good story, he he could never stand to what his father would do to when he raised him, telling him these sorts of stories and tall tales. It's probably leave that bleeding through. I have to assume mm. it's, it's just that sort of, um, sort of narrative. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, peak Burton right there, one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, and and Burton doing movies. That Burton did not write is better than Burton doing movies that Burton wanted to make and wrote. Yep. yep.
0: I mean, even Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was a pretty good fucking adaptation of the book. It's just people fell in love with the original movie and thought that was the thing that I needed to be held up against. But those the book. Yeah, one, I, the, I had no issue with
1: the Burton. But this Chocolate
0: is when he Factory. um he did Big Fish, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Corpse Bride, and then Sweeney Todd. And mm. Those. Yeah, I like Sweeney Todd as well. Like, that's pretty much everything after that point didn't really need to happen.
1: I a leave Sweeney Todd. Corpse Bride is fine. I find most of those... Um, I find Corpse Bride and Nightmare Before Christmas and Coraline as well to be poorly paced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're um, very dry. <laughs> um, loved Mars Attacks. James and the Giant Peach, I don't remember. Edward is great. Benedict is great, Scissor Hands is great. Um, I like Big Eyes. Yeah, same. People you know, people talk about certain movies being the return to form or being like the we lost the Burton we all remember. Mm. But Big Eyes, granted he's a producer, not a director, but the Big Eyes feels like a proper Burton movie. He directed he that. Yeah, 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 Why is yeah, he yeah. he's he just listed on his own credits as being the producer of it, not being the director. Producer oh, yeah. is not a higher position. No, than no, 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 no. It's a peripheral position. But yeah, Big Eyes is good. And with that, now we can end. We can wrap. Yeah.
0: Movies apparently have sometimes always been sometimes good and sometimes bad. This has been wide shot. Um, he's been your host, Logan. I've been your host, Jesse. Your it's host, fucking Jesse. freezing here. Holy here. shit. Jesus Christ.
1: So while it's freezing here, yep the Arctic Circle currently has 47 degrees Celsius. The fuck?
0: Why? In that's, Canada. That's our heat.
1: In Vancouver. It's not our heat. That's way heater than our heat. I know. <laughs> and I don't know how I accidentally responded to that. In the correct broken English that you said <laughs> that because I was not trying to.
0: Because we're committing to the bit. <laughs> <It's... clears throat> I'm just
1: dying. Yeah. All right. That's uh, been wide shot. Yeah. So is the world. That's yeah. the moral of the story. Jesus
0: Christ.
2: Cool. we out. out.